0: Welcome to the Brews with Bros show, where we explore the art of marketing and selling
1: in your local community. We bring in high-performing guests who share their methods of generating sales and new leads using network groups, social media, and web 3.0. Whether you're a small business owner or in sales, this show is for you. So grab a brew and join us as we learn from the best in the biz. Cheers.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome to Brews with Bros podcast. I'm your host Ty Keller with Cross Country Mortgage, with my co-host Dimitri Toplinski, founder and owner of Alpha CIS. And today we have a great guest for you. Uh, his name is Chris Yonder. He is the founder and CEO of Yonder Agency. Has a ton of insight. We're excited to, to have him here. Uh, if I could sum him up in in one words, he's he's a split between Don Draper and Tommy Boy. So. Uh, we're happy to have you, Chris, man. Welcome to the show. Uh, you've got a ton of insights on SEO and marketing and what's changing in that world. So glad to have you, man. Welcome.
1: Awesome. Thanks. So everybody thinks my last name is Yonder, and it, it's actually Thomas, Uh so <laughs> it's uh funny to say that, that because I
2: had you in my phone that way at no, first. <laughs> no no, it's
1: good. It's good. I, I, literally I was at a conference and somebody was like, "Oh, let's uh, bring it up for Chris Yonder." I'm like, "What? How's How? that for branding yourself?" Yeah. yeah. I guess so. uh I guess because like I look like the yeti in our logo, uh and people just assume uh, you know, and I wasn't intentional that I look like a yeti. Uh the uh, designer that did our logo, he's, I, because I didn't want to do it. I was like, I just want a cool looking Yeti, and <laughs> I got it. And I didn't realize it was me until we sponsored this thing, <laughs> and there was a seven foot Yeti that we got a cut out of. And I turned around, I was like, "Crap, it's me!" <laughs> and uh, so I called him, like, "Dude, what are you doing?" He's like, "It's taking you four months to realize that you're <laughs> like, well, I guess." That was my first reaction. Yeah, I took well, a look at on our website and I'm like, yeah, that's you, buddy. <laughs> so Chris, yeah. tell us a
2: little bit about your company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, about four years ago, uh, the day of, well, the world shut down. I won't mention the other things so we don't get flagged. But uh, the day the world shut down is the day that Yonder launched uh, the website, the hat that I have on and everything. And uh, I was a corporate guy. I was a global head of product development and marketing uh, for a Fortune 100 company and I just got tired of wearing a suit uh, every day, and uh, I was like, you know, I just want to grow out my beard and wear a trucker hat. How do I yeah. do that? And um, so I started Yonder. We were going to be a product uh, development marketing company, and uh, I realized that a lot of local businesses and uh, needed to figure out how to get online pretty quick uh, with everything shutting down, and people can't show up, and uh, yeah. Overnight we became yonder agency instead of just yonder. And uh, and so it started out building websites, helping people with e-commerce, doing ads, all that kind of stuff. And now today we're a growth agency, uh, which uh, I'm trying to like get get everybody to turn their head when I say growth agency, just because it matters between marketing. And that's great. We can make a pretty website. But when it comes to growth, and what do you do with that lead? And how do we help you with your sales operations? And so we're a full mm-hmm. service sales operations and marketing uh, agencies. So basically from a million dollar company all the way up to half a billion dollar companies, every single company has the same problem. What do we do mm-hmm. with the lead? Or what is our cost per acquisition? And that's what we help do. And uh, we make you look good doing it. Uh, so my, mm-hmm. my background is design. Um, and i was kind of one of those like weird guys that um didn't know anything about business and just kind of was like i need to learn business and once i put creative and business together um it just kind of clicked over the last uh, Mm -hmm. 20 years in business so i would would probably say the first 10 years of my life i was just more of a creative full-time musician kind of thing touring oh no kidding yeah uh it was kind of weird like i would if you would have told me this is what I've been doing 20 years ago, I'd be like, nah, dude, I can barely, uh, understand what a contract is. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. even know, uh, (laughs) what an invoice means. Uh, just, you know, and now, um, you know, that's like our thing. Uh, it's, you know, following, you know, your cost per acquisition to, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you get your company in front of millions of people within a month? Right. And, um, but, uh, yeah, that's, do you see, um, us. yeah do you see a lot of people
0: so you're talking about cost per acquisition and kind of going off of the um the yeti theme here you talk about finding that yeti or finding the yeti and that really stuck yeah. with me in our in our last conversation so I guess what's your philosophy what's different uh, with your company as a growth agency versus like an SEO and marketing like tell me tell me your philosophy there.
1: Yeah, so the the reason for the Yeti, uh, you know, I grew up in Blue Ridge, Georgia, and everybody thinks they're out there and all that kind of stuff. And (laughs) one thing I realized is most businesses, they feel like their customers are the Yeti. They know they're out there, but how do do we find them? How do we get them through the door? How do we understand, like, you know, if I want to get five new customers in the next 60 days, how do I do that, and how do I, you know... I'm sure customers wouldn't be excited that we call them Yetis, but at the same time, you know, they're elusive, right? We don't, some from B to, B to B to B to C, it's finding the target audience that we're trying to get to attract and really just trying to get people to come out of the woodwork and pay attention.
2: Would you say that one of the things that I'm kind of seeing is I'm getting the feeling that people are more engaged in trying to find, you know, trying to send out mailers or trying to boost their SEO or trying to make cold calls, right? But they don't quite understand, hey, what is the reason, like what is the overall goal What they we're trying to do? How much is the customer acquisition costing us? What is? What steps should we, you know, the ultimate goal at the end of the day is just to attract customers, right? So yeah. I feel like a lot of people kind of, or I don't know, you might be able to, to tell us a little bit more about that, but I feel like a lot of people are losing sight of the big picture when they're trying to focus on these little things.
1: Yeah, it's uh, one of the hardest things that I have to tell my clients is, like, you know, oh, we want to be in front of, like, millions of people. I'm like, okay, great. How Out of those millions of people, how many do you expect them to be customers? Because they expect, like, we live in an era right now where, you know, we want views, we want people to notice us and everything else. But everybody forgets there's only a small percentage that actually converts, right? And when people focus on SEO, I'm just gonna go all in on SEO. Well, the thing is, is Mm -hmm. like, if you spend 50 grand on SEO, that's not gonna help your business for another six to nine months. Like, and people miss that and they just go, oh, I I thought it would be a 30 day thing. Well, the way that things are moving, it, it, it takes a long time for SEO to come into play. And they're like, hey, I'm just gonna run ads and people are just gonna love my product. Well, the thing is, is like, you know, I, I told a group of people the other day, I love sweet tea, but that means not everybody's going to love sweet tea. So don't force it, right? Mm-hmm. And find those people that, lo- that love sweet tea and and are going to enjoy it. And that's your product. Whether you're a B2C or B2B company, it's not the volume of people that are going to see your ad. It's the quality of the person that's going to see your ad. So what's going to cause them to click your ad or open your email or call you when they see that mailer is if you're selling, you know, you know, Jordan shoes and you know, cause I love Jordans. I have a couple mm-hmm. there, right? Like Nike knows who I am. They know my profile. They know if I bought these shoes before. So of course they're going to send me things in the mail. They're going to send me emails. They're going to throw ads in my face and go, Hey, Chris needs another pair. Uh, you know, Jordans, Air Force Ones, you know, whatever. But companies don't think that way. And that's what that's why Yonder exists. We take the same things that Nike and Coke and, you know, go down the line of big brands to the local to mid-sized business because they're not thinking that way. They're, ju- they're just going, I just got to get my name out there. Well, let's figure out your audience first, right? And what is it that you sell or what is it that service that you're providing? Uh, Because, you know, we had a client that they were running ads and they're from Georgia. They were running ads when we like audited them. And they're like, hey, do you service the middle of Kansas? And they're like, no. I go, well, that's where all your clicks are coming from. And you just kind of turned on like an ad Hmm. nationwide. And people in Kansas (laughs) loves your brand but you don't service Kansas. And they're like, Oh, we, we didn't know we could geotarget. I'm like, yeah, you can geotarget down to the zip code. Even on mm-hmm. Facebook, you can do it, uh, down to the street if you wanted to. Uh, so I think a lot of people miss that and going, if I turn on ads, I'm just going to make money. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's not that simple.
0: Hmm. Yeah. You can't, you gotta get it Sounds like you gotta get a lot more surgical. So defining the Yeti, knowing exactly who that is, but, um, so you can define who they are, and then you talked with us a lot about kind of retargeting um, and leveraging the data that's out there, and that's what some of these bigger companies are doing. And I found it fascinating. Can you kind of explain what what that was? How you, rather than yeah, the spaghetti yeah. against the wall approach, like retargeting, how does that how does that work?
1: Yeah. So this is what's great. Uh, so I, ten years ago, uh, we were able to retarget anybody and be able to track. Everybody, right, so, if you picked up your phone and you clicked an ad, we would be able to retarget you until you became a customer uh, today uh, there's some rules with Apple where you have twenty one days to figure out how to get them to be a customer, and then that data is lost. Hmm. so what we've decided to do is kind of take a different approach of like okay let's partner with a data warehouse let's uh, because We've been on the internet now for 20 years. Like all of us have been from AOL, you know, buying hours of time on the internet to now, you know, mm-hmm. we're doing a podcast through a browser, which is nuts mm-hmm. to me. Right. And taking that data and going, okay, uh, like traffic that is basically uh, cold traffic that comes to your website. We figured out how to match those identities uh and households that come to the site and it's not because we're trying to be creepy or anything like that you've given the internet your data and we're helping you decide how to like purchase your next item and so if you land on one of our client sites we're going to send you a postcard in the mail we're going to retarget you with a facebook ad or google search ad or youtube ad and it's not kind of creepy kind of thing people are expecting these days but most companies think, "Oh, I got to get their information first to be able to target them, and now what we've done is kind of the reverse of we know who's coming in kind of so if we have a thousand people come to your site, we can generally get three to four hundred people's contact information just because they've been on the internet for twenty years and we already know what your profile is and so mm-hmm. the other thing about retargeting so let's say that you go uh, to your favorite website um I'm trying to think like ESPN is a good example. They all have those display ads and everything else. Well, the reason why you're getting those display ads is that you have interacted with one of those brands or have searched something for those ads to show up. Now, if you haven't and you go, Oh yeah, I'm interested in, I don't know, a Dyson vacuum, right? You click mm-hmm. that, you go into it and you're like, okay, cool. I I don't need to purchase now or I get a phone call or my wife walks into the room, you close that tab, you come back the next day, you're on Facebook or you're on a different website, uh, say like a news site or Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you get a little banner ad and it's Dyson vacuums again, a 20% off coupon. What they're mm-hmm. doing is retargeting you because they know that you're interested in this certain vacuum because you stayed on the site probably more than 30 seconds or 60 seconds. And they're just retargeting you. And so that's what we can do as, you know, an agency is help retarget the people that interact with your site, interact with your ads, and also just take in and put them into the funnel.
0: So you're talking about, I mean, hundreds of people, you you can build a profile, you know, if a thousand people visit your website, you said, you know, three to 400 people, you can have a full profile built on them. Mm -hmm. And whether you're in, you said B2C or C2C. You guys can help your clients come up with ways of naturally retargeting those types of clients. Yep. And what do you see in your clients do? I mean, how because like, you're basically building a little mini sales funnel of leads for yourself. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, a perfect example, we have a, there's a couple of, uh, so we have a, a client that's a meal kit uh, out in Denver, Colorado. Uh, they do, uh, uh, I'll go ahead and promote them, Spade and Spoon. So, if you're in Denver and looking mm-hmm. for farm to table, milk it. They're incredible. Uh, So with Spade and Spoon, what we're doing is if people interact with our ads, we will send them a postcard in the mail with a 10%, 20% off discount to be a member for 30 days. Or because we've identified the household and we know exactly who uh, we're, we're talking to. So they've interacted with our client's ad. And so what we do is automatically send them a postcard. And then retarget them digitally as well. Now, we don't send an email right away or any of that kind of stuff. But the the physical thing where – think about the last time you got, like, a handwritten note. Like, it felt different, right? So imagine clicking on an ad and kind of getting a postcard in the mail with your name on it or, you know, whatever going, oh, that's – you know, it's kind of creepy mm-hmm. at the same time. but right. But in your mind, you're thinking – you know, three or four days later you get this postcard in the mail of like, I clicked this ad, they know who I am, I must have filled out something. And yeah, I'm still looking for this milk it thing. But because they went out of the way to send us a postcard, a personalized thing, that's mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. Like we want to bring like the personal touch back instead of just everybody's just gunning for it.
2: And Chris, so let's just play a little little kind of summarization of everything. So Number one step, you said, is to figure out the audience. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. the second thing, regardless of what your client is, right? Whoever, if you're if you're yep. whatever business you're in, B2, B2B, B2C, if you're a service or a product industry, right? Kind of that's the first step. Then figuring out the location that you want to target. So I guess it's going to just depend on the kind of business that you have. And I, again, people are trying to target everybody, right? But at the end of the day, there is no unlimited amount of money that you're just going to spend on on everything, right? On, on, on your marketing efforts. So you're going to have to target a certain geographical area. And then once that is done, right? Like you figured that out. What are some of the technical things that people can do on their own websites to set up retargeting and kind of set up that whole personalization? Is there some kind of system in place? What, how would a business that is, that, that needs that, how would they go about doing it?
1: So with the the stuff that we have, we we have a lot of code that we drop on the back end of your website. And if you didn't have our software with the Data Warehouse stuff, uh, Google and Facebook uh, gives you a pixel. And and as long as you have that pixel on your website, uh, then you're able to track that kind of data. Um, So a lot of folks, uh, I see it all the time. They're like, I've been running Facebook ads, but I have no idea how many people have landed on our website? And we're like, Oh, well, you know, do you have a, you know, your Google analytics tag or your GTM or whatever? Uh, There's actual like codes. UTM code is a tracking code that Google uses to, to be able to see who comes to your site, how long they spend and all that kind of stuff. You can track them through the process. Google analytics, um, also has the same thing where you have all this data on your website. Now you can't identify those people that are coming to your site. You can see what cold traffic is coming to your site and returning traffic, but you're not able to see who it is. Now the caveat is, Google and Facebook knows who it is. They just can't tell you, right? Because of the new GDPR laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, or used to, you'd be able, you know, Bob Smith just popped in, you know, kind of thing. Uh, with Facebook you got to make sure you have that pixel in Google. You have to make sure you have the pixel because when you run that ad, Facebook and Google know that you, you want to retarget that audience and it's called a look like audience and that kind of stuff. So, Mm uh, but really from a technical standpoint, that's like the biggest thing is just making sure you have the pixel in place. And a lot of people ignore the onboarding stuff that Google gives you or Facebook gives you literally walk through it. Because if you do everything they tell you to do one, they love it because you're optimizing to what they want. And two, you have everything set up correctly.
2: Hmm. And some of the things that I know, um, has changed just recently regarding Google analytics is the, uh, they just complete, I believe that they finally switched over to the GA 4 analytics from the GA three. Yep. How does that, so if the people had the old pixel on their websites, I'm assuming it stops working is that correct with the new
1: so it doesn't stop working you have to switch over to ga4 so the old Mm. google analytics uh, is gone so like if you go to it's like google universal analytics or whatever so if you went back to that account you would just see you know uh, a straight line and it's dead no data is coming in and it's going to tell you hey complete this setup and this is how how you do it ga4 has been um Uh, a a pain uh, to deal with you know because Hmm. millions and millions of websites out there just one day had to switch their analytics platform through and it's like I'm sorry we're switching this whole thing Uh, so we've done that with all of our clients we were kind of prepped and prepared for it but still there's some bugs inside of it and all that kind of stuff so if you're an existing Google Analytics, like there is a setup guide, uh, but it is a little bit different. There, uh, it's not as simple as it used to be, where it's like, show me all my returning traffic. Where did it come from? You actually have to dig into the data to be able to see it. Uh, that's actually why here at Yonder, we're working on our own, um, not our own platform, but reporting tools. So it's easier for our customers to see uh, where people are coming from, but yeah, uh, that's been a mess mm. over the summer from Google Analytics to GA four for sure. That, mm. that
2: that's what I hear. So, if you were to, you know, somebody who's starting off with this, what would be their sort of steps? So, would they go set up uh, Google Analytics, right, then set up Pixel, and then yep. and then the and then the next step would be the ads, right? Could you yeah. talk a little bit about that and you know what's the sort of the back thought when you're creating these ads, like what are we trying to achieve with them?
1: Yeah. So if you, if you have a current website and you're not tracking traffic at all, uh, just go to analytics.google.com and it'll literally walk you through the whole entire process. That's the one great thing about uh, Google analytics. The next step is if you're new to ads, um, it's actually the best time to be new to ads for Google. And uh, we talked about this, uh, I guess, I forget where where we were at. But um, Google Performance Max ads are the latest and greatest to, like, basically, like, uh, the reason why it's a good time to be new is Google just changed the way they do ads. And nobody knows. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody's realized they've changed it and they haven't Mm -hmm. really talked about it. But Google Performance Max ads are the new way they're doing it. And literally all you have to do then, once you have your analytics set up, Google performance max goes, Hey, do you have analytics set up? Then you go, yep. And then it connects to that. And then all of a sudden, like it knows all the data, right? Now the next thing that you get to do, and if, uh, if you're a small business owner, I know if it's going to be super overwhelming, but the thing is Google performance max will take, take, seven, I think seven to 11 different creatives, right? Uh, so if you're a small business owner and you're like, I don't have time to do 11, go into Canva. There's ways that you can do it pretty quickly. Uh, but what, what it does is Google search, Google display, uh, Gmail, Google maps, YouTube and, uh, the normal, I think it's, um, I can't remember the last one, the six or seven, but anyway, it's, uh, it's incredible because basically what it's going to do is you're everywhere all at once. And a lot of people sleep on this. They, they go, well, I'm not going to invest in YouTube because I don't have the right equipment. Well, the thing is, all you have to do is the same thing you're doing on Instagram with reels and do, uh, I forget what they call them on spots shorts. or whatever. Shorts, yeah. that's right. Yeah, uh, Shorts on YouTube just take the same video and run an ad through YouTube, and all of a sudden, like, you're everywhere. And hmm. over the next, you know, six to nine months, I think people are going to pick up on it. And uh, a lot of times it's slow for people to, like, go over to Google because they're so used to, like, mm-hmm. uh, doing it for the last 10, 12 years. I mean, Google Ads started – in 2000, which is crazy. Like the first thing. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking 24 years ago, this platform started, but the crazier thing, uh, like I didn't know this until, uh, just a month ago. Cause somebody was like, Oh, that's pretty mm-hmm. progressive. I'm like, what are you talking about? 2018 Google like allowed video ads. So 2018 is not that far along ago. And so they're trying to still figure out how video works with ads. And so that's why they, like, I tell all my clients, we need a brand ad, we need a commercial ad, and then you just need to like have a retargeting ad. And if you have three videos, like going after it, people just, they, they will interact. Hmm. And if you have your audience targeted, just right, people are going to love your content anyway. And so to walk through the whole process of like setting up your website to ads, just follow Google. Like Google is the greatest platform to start because Facebook changes literally on the weekly Where Google, they walk you through everything. Everybody uses Google, unless you know, you're on Bing, which Bing mm-hmm. is trying really hard to come back. But like, if you just have a website and you start with Google and you use their ad platform, I mean, you're golden. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess, i guess uh, i can do a little plug for yonder so yonder is releasing uh next month uh something called yonder local and now most of our clients you know are large enterprise or mid-market clients but i want to come back and help the local business and so we are starting uh yonder local which that means we walk through your google my business uh which is now google business profile which is Uh, still great. It's your map stuff. We walk through your Google ads. We walk through your SEO and we walk through all your Google analytics and we do it on a monthly retainer. Um, I don't have pricing just yet. We're trying to figure out where the threshold is, but it's cheaper than you would think. Uh, Basically just imagine having a CMO for a fortune 100 company uh, working on on your local business marketing. I mean that's crazy for the price of a marketing director right that probably could only do no no shade on marketing directors uh from a local business standpoint a marketing director can do one or two things really well where having a, a yonder local type agency we do everything really well from video to websites to running google ads uh we don't like to dabble in facebook we Uh, when it comes to local because local businesses can learn a lot from just Google because that's where their audience typically is. So Mm -hmm. if you're a plumber or if you're a restaurant or whatever, people are going to Google to search for, I need a plumber near me. If you're not optimized that way, it's not going to work. And the same thing for the restaurant who has the best barbecue. And if we've been working on your SEO and working on your ads, you're going to pop up. Where in Facebook, it's more brand awareness, and mm. more, uh, and a lot of people go back and forth with me on it. Uh, this is just my experience. Facebook is more B two C and more e commerce driven mm. than Google is. Uh, now, Google shopping ads are really great, but Facebook is really good at brand awareness. When if um, you know if I'm trying to sell yonder hats. I'm not going to go to Google and invest all my money into Google for people because people aren't going to invest in yonder hats. They're not going to search that. But I will go to Facebook and be like, hey, check out this hat. It's got an orange underbill and it's gray, whatever. Do a quick video. That's where your audience is going to be for for e-comm and really customer-driven stuff. Um, And uh, Facebook has just changed over the years where – the retargeting and all of that kind of stuff like right now, give you a great example to use Facebook. Uh, so Yonder has partnered with, uh, 30 a, um, in uh, Florida, they're Mm -hmm. running their 10 K for fundraising, uh, on Thanksgiving day. And they've had the hardest time the last couple of years trying to promote it digitally. And instead of running, you know, Google ads, what we've done is brand awareness, Facebook ads and conversion ads. And we just started running it this week and they've spent 200 bucks and they're already in front of a million people, uh, impression wise. So it's one of those things of like, yeah, Facebook gets you in front of a lot of people, uh, and awareness. It's just, what do you do next after that brand awareness is done? Um, another great example, we had a bank, uh, it was probably the worst time to promote a brand new digital bank early this year, but in, we invested half in Google and half in Facebook, and we went really all in on Facebook because people are look, looking for a digital solution and making it a brand awareness ad with a conversion campaign on top of it. Uh, in a 100 days, well, actually, day 78, uh, they they went from $0 to $3.2 million. And then in a hundred days that it's $6.5 million in brand new business Mm -hmm. and their ad spend, everybody goes, Oh, you must've spent crazy amount of money five or 7 million in new business. And it's all about the audience. Remember like the targeting Mm -hmm. who you are. We did that while banks were closing on the West coast and things are scary with money and everything else. But if you tell your story correctly and, tell the folks the problem that you're solving for them, people will become customers all day long. And that's the biggest thing that we do helping customers is like, hey, tell your story, but tell them about the solution that you provide. If you're a plumber and your hot water heater goes out, we can be there in 24 hours or we can be there tonight. You know, what is it that sets you apart? And that's where you have to choose the audience that you're going to talk to. And that's, yeah. Yeah. I feel, feel like I said a lot there, but it's like, I get really passionate and excited about this kind of stuff. No, this
2: is awesome stuff. So you said, uh, when you talked about Google performance ads, right? You said there's about seven to 11 assets or so that hmm. people can kind of load up. Would you say that they should focus on, is it more video? Is that what, is it more video ads and do those automatically get put into YouTube? For example, if you put those in there, since, you know, it's kind of across the, their network.
1: I would do every ad that Google suggests you do. Uh, so, so it gives you video, templates, right? Yeah, it gives you templates. Um, you know, I am, <laughs> I'm not sponsored by Canva. Actually, I still, I'm not all in on Canva, but Canva allows you to create GIFs, and which GIFs is an animated image. Um, so you can use those in place of a static image because it has movement. It's a disruptor. Um, mm-hmm. And people are like, what's a disruptor? So if you if you're in an Instagram or Facebook feed and you're just scrolling through, you want to see an image because people are used to seeing ads and stuff like that. If you have one that's moving, people stop and bright colors and stuff like that. Colors matter, all of that kind of stuff where people just go, Oh, what is that? Because one, we're feeding you that because we know that you're in our audience and two, It causes people to stop and Facebook knows when you stop scrolling, which is also crazy and people don't really realize that too. So like when we get impressions, the reason why it's called impressions is people have stopped to look at your ad and then they just kept going. And then we have interactions where people actually click the ad and then we have link clicks that, you know, it's a lot of data that people don't realize that at your fingertips basically.
2: Chris, you talked about, um, you know, two different kinds of ads, so brand awareness, um, and then the conversion ads. Yep. What is that? Is that an option for people to set that up when they are setting up their ad campaign? Is it two yep. different campaigns altogether with different, with different, I'm assuming videos or what you're trying to do, right? So for example, if it's a brand awareness. Uh, that's just going to be kind of just talking about the brand versus a conversion ad would kind of try to push you towards it sort of an action. Is that how I'm understanding that's right. it correctly?
1: So, again, Facebook has changed. Uh, so, we'll talk about Facebook and then I'll switch over to Google. So, Facebook has changed the way they do ads yet again, where you don't have to start with an awareness ad. Uh, you can start with a conversion campaign, but with an awareness uh, creative, if that makes sense. So if you click conversion campaign and let's say that, you know, Ty, you wanted to lo- launch your mortgage stuff and you want to make people aware on your campaign, right? But you want them to convert you, you select convert and then you kind of put in your stuff. And this is where Facebook, a lot of people miss this. You can put in a conversion thing and you can put in two different ads in the same campaign. One that's a, Hey, this is who I am. I'm Ty Keller. And then the next one inside the same campaign, it's like, Hey, let us help you save some money on your mortgage or, you know, you're Mm -hmm. buying a new house, that kind of thing. You can do it in the same campaign. And Facebook is smart enough now because it's been a while around the block with ads. It knows exactly what to do. And it's going to optimize for conversions. Now, Mm. The conversions are not going to happen within a week. Conversions going to take, you got to take, this is, uh, I, I feel like I do way too many barbecue references. But mm-hmm. uh, the thing is, so uh, the, way that I, the way that I try to translate this to, to folks when it comes to barbecue, right? Let's pretend that your ad and, and making a brisket is the same thing. So it all starts with a piece of meat, right? So you, you decided to do brisket, right? Okay, you gotta season that brisket, and also with your ad, you have to have the creative. And what is the call to action? All that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Now, you take that brisket, you wrap it up in foil, and you, th- well, you're not putting it in foil yet, but you put it on the smoker, right? Now, everybody thinks that I'm gonna check that brisket just to see if it's doing okay. You don't ever pick it up. You don't ever look. You got to let it sit there. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing with your ad. You got to let all your creative, all your audience and everything kind of get soaked into your ad for at least 14 to 21 days where the brisket, you know, you got eight to 12 hours. Right. Kind of thing. And then at the end, it's like, okay, you have to be strategic. I've had a client that has gotten so frustrated, like well, we got to change the ad. I'm like, well, no, we don't. It's only been like 10 days. It's mm-hmm. only been 20 days. Like, You got to let it sit there. And literally, uh, it's a. this is a fun story. We almost got uh, fired. Uh, and that's very rare that we get fired. And there's people that get antsy when they're spending an ad budget and they're doing all kinds of stuff. Where I told them, I was like, look, you're a brand new company. Nobody has a clue who you are it's going to take 90 days for you to get some sort of conversion. And I was like, but I'm willing to say at day 75, you'll start to see conversions come through. And they were ready to pull the plug day 60. We're like, we get, mm. we got all this traffic. Nobody's converted. I'm like, again, nobody knows who you are. Day 78, they started getting conversions. Day 90, they started getting like an average of seven, seven to 10 Uh, conversions a day and then after day 100 I mean they were just rolling people knew exactly who they were because Facebook takes time uh, to run through and go how are we going to convert and who are we going to reach sorry season change Mm -hmm. anyway so that's like Facebook ads people realize they want to switch it wait 21 days and figure out where your audience is and if you're doing like a nationwide thing or southeastern thing or even a local thing you can actually look at the demographic and see which cities are clicking the most. And if you see which cities wow. are clicking the most, take the other ones out and focus on that city because somebody's interested there, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So if
1: you if you switch over to Google Ads, Google's a little bit different because people are searching for the solution that you provide. And LinkedIn and Google Ads are pretty much one in the same, but, uh, Google ads, when people search for a service based industry, so I want to build a website, people are going to type in digital marketing agency, digital website company, whatever. Uh, hopefully yonder agency pops up, which we normally do anyway. Um, <laughs> so when you type that in, the businesses that have been working on their SEO, their ads, and optimizing the whole thing are going to show up where, uh and that used to be the easy thing. Now we have generative search. I think I'm saying that right. The AI search thing mm-hmm. from Google. Mm-hmm. So this is where you gotta like get really crafty with your marketing director or your marketing partner is going, okay, if somebody searches for our service, we have to figure out how people are not gonna get pushed down because the AI bot's gonna tell you these certain things or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this is where you need to focus. If you're a service based, I would really focus on Google business profile, which used to be Google, my business profile, or whatever. The reason why it's always going to stay on the side rail of Google. And if you're in the service based industry, uh, and people are searching for that, it's always going to stay on the side. The other thing too, is become a verified business. So like, uh, Ty, you could go and be a verified mm-hmm. mortgage broker. On Google, and you will actually I think they just changed it, you'll be above the AI search because then you're actually verified. But if you start writing blogs about mortgages, and basically your blogs will become number one inside of that generative AI search, it's going to pull from your blog and go and you know, you know, Keller.com is Mm -hmm. this is who you go to, right? and so that's the it is a whole like life cycle when it comes to marketing. And I wish uh I feel like I didn't answer the question maybe I did. But I I get I wish it was as easy as it used to be when you just turn on an ad, but now there's so many things that you have to do when you launch a website. And it's tough. I mean, yeah, yeah you can start a new business tomorrow, but if you don't have the right tools in place, you're going to get really discouraged, but this is where it's like, if you don't have, here's the, here's the great part. Uh, anybody listening that's starting a business, I wish when I started Yonder, even four years ago, that I had ChatGTP. I'm a to mm-hmm. say it right now. Because here's the thing. You now have an expert on your team. It's not a person. It's an expert. So if you're, if you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I add this to my website? Go to ChatGTP and ask it. If you're trying to figure out how to set up a Google ad, go to ChatGTP or BARD. BARD is mm-hmm. Google's version, right? Yep. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying that is yeah, it's hard, but the other thing is you can give ChatGTP your budget. So say it's a thousand dollars. You go, hey, I have a thousand bucks, and here are my seven keywords that I want to run on Google. I need the cost per click, and I need to know how many people will come to my website based on a thousand dollars. Will Chad DTP do it? Yes, it will. It's crazy. Wow, that's and amazing. Then, then you switch over to Google and just follow Chad DTB's instructions. And I, I've done it several times with our local stuff because I'm like, I just want to see. Because when I start educating people, and they don't, a lot of times they don't have 15 to 2500 bucks to spend on marketing. And so I, I'm like, hey, look, you have somebody in your back pocket chat TV has an app now on your phone and you literally just type in what you're trying to do. It'll give you a whole marketing plan. Um, mm-hmm. people, people have no idea of like, if you ever have a question, like people don't ask me questions cause they're like, I feel like you're going to think I'm an idiot if I ask this question. Here's a great thing. AIs don't care. They don't yeah. like, they don't care. They're like judgment-free zone. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what are you What are yeah. you dumb? What do you mean cost per click? You know, that kind of thing.
0: Well, let me, I guess, jump in here. And I, if you're, if you're still with us here and you're a business owner, you're, you're probably feeling what I'm feeling right now. It's, it's just like the game has changed so much. I don't want to be an expert in all of this stuff, but it's kind of like you have no excuse because they've made it so easy. You've got the Google performance max. You've got the chat GPT. Um, you don't want to just, you know, I hear from people, they want to just spend 15,000, $50,000 on ad spend, but that could be a huge mistake Mm -hmm. if you don't have just some of the basics, you know, set up, um, like the Google verified business and getting your entire profile set up. So, um, this is very encouraging for somebody like me, who's in business for themselves. And we spend a lot of time creating content and trying to push it out to the right channels, but there are easier ways to go about doing a lot of this stuff. This is huge huge for me. Um very helpful.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Now Chris this has been awesome. Um now we're kind of approaching our time here. Um if people do want to reach out to you and use their services, how would they go about
1: finding you? Yeah, just go to yonderagency.com or if you uh are quick, just yndr, yonder without the vowels. I couldn't afford the domain. So anyway, <laughs> hey, it's a four letter word. So YNDR.com yeah. uh, or yonderagency.com and we have a book, a call so you can book a call directly with me. Um, and then the other exciting thing, Yonder, uh, just next week, we're opening our new office in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, so if your audience is in Tennessee, we have an office up there. Um, and we have a new managing partner, a new president of Yonder, uh, to get us to ex- expand. Um, so Brantley Davidson, is my new partner in crime and uh yeah he's pretty much uh we're trying to figure out like who he is as far as like a movie character because like i'm tommy boy (laughs) down to a thread but uh he's i don't want to call him richard because he's more than richard in that movie tommy boy that's like uh but he's incredible because he's worked with major league baseball all the way down to like just crazy companies and has improved a lot of their stuff so but, um, and if you just want to hang out, uh, feel free to book a call and we can talk about your business. And if we're a good fit, great. If not, we'll guide you to the next step. Like, we can, we can even give you a blueprint, um, you know, and consult with you, and you can run off by yourself and, and build your business. Well,
0: you've That's definitely awesome. created an amazing brand, man, to where people mistake your last name as Yonder. So, I love it. <laughs> Kudos <laughs> to you, buddy, for all your success. And, uh, you're a wealth of knowledge, man. I, I learned a ton. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I'll close it with this. Anything else that we should say before we depart?
1: No, I think, uh, no. I think it's good. Hopefully, I didn't put people to sleep. I know I sound like a cartoon bear most of the time when I talk. So, it's, uh, no, I
2: thought it was super informative. That was, I think, I think everybody's going to really enjoy the, the knowledge that you've bestowed upon us, I think we definitely need to have you back and kind of dig a little bit more into, you know, some other things that we kind of touched about, like LinkedIn and, and other things that business-to-business people can do. So, no, that sounds yeah. great.
0: Well, I'll end it with that. You know, Brews with Bros, we have a great networking group that meets monthly. Chris, that's where we first met you. Uh, If you're a part of that group, um, we would love to just get your insights on what you're doing to drive business in in your particular industry, whether you're in business development or sales or you're a business owner. This podcast is really meant to be something that drives your success, something that you can come and get some tangible benefit from. And I feel like what we got today is just that um, we will push this out on our YouTube channels. We'd love for you to uh, reach out to us at BrewsWithBros.com to check on our monthly events. But uh, this is sponsored today by Ty Keller with Cross Country Mortgage and Dmitry Toplinski with Alpha CIS. And we are glad you joined. We'll see you next time.